Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Kennel NRL podcast. Thanks for joining us once again. I'd like to welcome my co-host, Dibbo. It's always good to be back. Lovely to have you, bro. Yeah. Um, just before we get, get started, I'd just like to ask uh, one small favor, nothing too big. Uh, if you're new to the channel, new to the podcast, or if you're returning and haven't yet subscribed, can I please ask you to like and subscribe just below this video, whether you're on your phone or on your desktop. We have heaps of current players, ex-players, and club administrators coming on in the next few months. Uh, so subscribe so you don't miss any of that. Be sure to click the bell icon if you want to be notified about everything that we upload as it gets up there. Thank you. Now, back to the podcast. Debo? I'll tell you what, just on uh, subscribing, I like reading the comments. You know, there's a few <laughs> on there. One guy called Ibi, Finch. Some of their comments. Are Some just, larrikins on there, yeah, mate. They absolutely. love, love, love hearing that. Love hearing the comments. I love the comments. And anything that you guys want to say in the comments about our opinions, about um, our support of the teams, about the podcast. Honestly, anything as long as, you know, you keep it appropriate, um, I'd love to hear it. So if there's a comment that you want to put about the way I look, the way Dibbo looks, our opinions from today's show or any previous shows, leave it in the bottom and I guarantee you we will respond uh, uh, as soon as we see it. Now... I don't think anyone has a problem with how I look. <laughs> <laughs> but um, can you feel it, Debo? It's state of origin season. I, I honestly, on the on the drive here, I was getting pumped. I was just thinking, oh my god, it's state of origin again. The teams have been announced. There are some dramatic dramatic um, choices being made as they are every year, and I'm just getting so so excited. I'm just looking forward to the KFC bucket. Oh <laughs> I mean, yes, not just one KFC bucket. Might be a few, but. I don't know. Maybe I'll go to Burger House and grab their fried chicken. So, man, they're not sponsoring us. So you got to keep mentioning. You, you you can't keep mentioning them until they sponsor. Mate, us. fried chicken, <laughs> Burger Hustle, and Belmore. I drive up for that. Um, and and we will be covering a lot of state of origin stuff today. Um, but before we get into that, uh, we're a Bulldogs podcast first and foremost. And can I just say what a comeback win by the Bulldogs? What a what a determined and uh, courageous win once again by the Bulldogs. Um, you know, fourteen nil down at half time, and somehow we managed to come back and snatch it right at the death. And what a what a relief that was for the doggies to win. No one gave up. They all were playing for each other. I know it wasn't their best brand of footy that we saw. They had a lot of errors in them, but I mean, they never gave up. They all played for each other. Marnie, Avarillo, um, your young gun, Alawapu, your halfback, Burden. The forwards, and then I mean Ockenbor at the end. Oh, oh the Ock, the Ock. Everybody, That's, everyone owes him an apology. Uh, I know, I know. I'm gonna on behalf of Finch, Carl, and Ibi, three of our subscribers. They've asked me to issue a groveling apology on their behalf. <laughs> um, they are on now on the uh, Ockenbor plane, so expect them to get behind him. I think it's the Ockenbor train now. He's on the train. That's the what train, it is, eh? the Ock train. I called it a plane. Uh, yeah. I mean, what a de- right or redemption story by Ockenbo. I think this year he's shown his ability. Um, sure, maybe he's not a winger or a centre, but I think as a second rower or an impact forward, he's he's you know he's covered many bases for us, and I think that's um, that's great, and it shows um, what Seraldo thinks of him because he had Blake Wilson on the wing, just in case Adokar or, uh, Kiraz maybe had an injury or something like that. And he didn't want Ockenbo to have to play that fill in role for them. And I think that speaks volumes as to, I guess the, the progress that Ockenbo has made, um, on, uh, 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 throughout the season. I mean, he put a mad step on, um, foreign, Straight through, a lot of toe. He's a big, hard runner. The fullback had no chance. I mean, he's Ockenball, the quickest forward in the game. 
I mean, look, there are plenty of quick forwards. I think David Feeder's pretty quick, man. Yeah, like I reckon Ockenball would be up there in the top five. Well, well, he's a winger. He's a winger naturally, so he's qu- like he's he, a big man that can run fast. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a big man that runs fast. And you know, that's a big confidence booster. So expect a lot more of him taking up the edge. Uh, look, I, I think you know he's I mean, so up the middle, not around the edge, but yeah, he'll just I, I think try to dissect he, them. If he was to get early ball as a second row, I think he could do some damage. But 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 let let's go through that game, right? And after the first half, I sent a tweet out. Um, well, I was quite disappointed by the way the team was performing. I thought that not much had changed uh, since the Warriors game. We hadn't scored any points. Uh, we weren't, yeah, we were playing like busted asses for that first half. Um, and it was, you know, very, very sobering and disappointing as a Bulldogs fan. And I was, I was quite upset that this was the performance that the team was putting on. I thought some of the calls... Uh, against us especially in that first half were absolutely ridiculous I, I didn't understand like for example the Tino one where Tino sets up that 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 trial with an offload for Joe Stimson um where he puts his former forearm out as he's running which we know is he's not allowed whether well, you're a defense or attack Marnie's about three foot four so no just yeah he shouldn't stuck it stuck that out I know Marnie's sh- quite short um but yeah, I mean, he, didn't, he didn't even get cited, did he? Well, he's uh, he, the match review committee did cite him, but during the game he wasn't um, penalised or anything. So did he cop a suspension? I th- yeah, I think that that's why he's named on the bench and uh, Christian Walsh is 19th man for Queensland because I think that Tino potentially could be suspended. Oh, he hasn't had the judiciary yet? No. I remember years back Stephen Kearney running and sticking his elbow out and I think he cop about three or four weeks. So Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if anything's been updated today, but... Uh, it's not looking um, good for uh, Tina. So, I mean, I'd love to see him play for Queensland. Oh, it's looking good for New South Wales. Uh, he's, he does get suspended. He's an amazing forward. But, um, yeah, so that was um, that was one of those incidents I thought, I thought stood out for me. Um, the other incident that stood out for me was the hip drop uh, penalty that was uh, given to against Reed Barney, which is... It's clearly not a hip drop. The NRL's come out and said it wasn't a hip drop. The match review committee come out came out and said it wasn't a hip drop. We're not citing Reed Money for it. Yet, lo and behold, the Bulldogs get penalised for it. The the Titans march upfield and score. Now, um, it's the NRL put out a video saying this is what a hip drop is. They're trying to make it clear. They're trying to get rid of the ambiguity around what a hip drop is. And I'm all for them stamping hip drops out. But but you can't keep getting these calls so horribly wrong. And the, the bunker's there. Like, what, you know, we... Uh, we ha- look, they didn't throw anyone in the Simbin this time. So that's probably an improvement, we'll call it. Um, in previous games, we've seen them throw players in the Simbin for innocuous challenge such as that one. Mm-hmm. And it's changed the course of the game. So there has been quite a few games this year. Um, the results have been influenced by, honestly, a joke of a simbin, basically. And it seems like the same sort, same sides have been benefiting from those calls. Absolutely, it's very top heavy, and I think it's the top teams that always seem to benefit. Oh yeah, always. You know, all uh, the one city teams. Yeah, I and mean, the NRL needs them to thrive to be competitive in the market. Always maintained they had that agenda, especially with towards the Melbourne side. Ah, uh, and I stick by it. Yeah, look, I think the Roosters cop plenty of favourable calls. I think um, uh, Panthers cop plenty of favourable calls. The Rabbitohs are honestly they're the luckiest, uh, most advantaged team <laughs> in the NRL. I say that. Uh, I say that. Um, 
you know, be, being, you know, I, I don't dislike the Rabbitohs. I'm a big fan of Latrell Mitchell. I think, you know, I'd love to see um, Alex Johnson become the highest try scorer in NRL ever. I, I'm, I honestly, there are a lot of players in the Rabbitohs that I like, and I, I like them as a team. Uh, but it's, it's kind of ridiculous how many, you know, uh, advantageous calls they get throughout the the. the I think the their year. luck will run out soon enough. I mean, we all remember Souths are about two decades with the cellar dwellers. Um, they couldn't even get a call. They couldn't even get 2,000 people to Redfern Oval. I mean, good times don't last, um, but neither do the bad times. But I guess their good times will come to an end eventually, so you might send them back to the cellar again soon. So just uh, very quickly, um, Tino was charged by the Match Review Committee for yep. a Grade 1 dangerous contact charge on Reed Marnie, um, but if he takes the early guilty plea, it, it'll be a $1,800 fine. Um, but he will still be free to play the first Origin game. So he will be playing. So he will be, which is good, which is good. I don't want to give Queensland any just, any excuses. Just before you blow up um, on that sort of topic, Elliot Whitehead opted to take a fine instead of copping a two-week suspension, but he's also out for six weeks. He's out weeks for six too. weeks, so it makes waiting, sense. Yeah, 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 I was waiting yeah. for you to go all red. Yeah, like, yeah. When I read it, I was like, how can this guy make the same mistake as our... If one our, of your favourites, yeah, Ryan our Madison. Yeah, favourite, Ryan Madison, but it turns out, no, he was um, he's injured for six weeks, so it sort of works in their favour if he doesn't. Just on, on Ryan Madison, he's actually a Canterbury junior, so play for the Green Acre Tigers. That's right. You know, maybe you should have him back home. No, thank you. Uh, moving on. <laughs> I, I thought you were heavily invested in your junior base. What happened? I am, just not Ryan Madison. Anyway, moving on. Um, <clears throat> basically, um, you know, I thought in the second half, Burden uh, was a lot more involved in, in the game and, and he's kicking. Uh, and they only diffused 44% so of Burden's what, kicks. The gale force win on Sunday. Yeah, imagine that was an open stadium. It would have been even worse. It would have been, yeah. Oh, as God. I said, like statistics were, they only diffused forty four percent of Burden's kicks. Surprised they even diffused that many. Yeah, and whereas the Bulldogs were able to diffuse eighty percent of um of uh, of the Titans' kicking well, game. Who are the kickers? I mean, it's true, but Beforen is a very very experienced. I re- honestly, campaigner. I reckon Burden should not worry about rugby league. Go to the NFL, become a punter, earn about three to four million dollars at least for the next ten years. He'll make forty million as to opposed to about. You're gonna have the pitchforks coming after you, mate, because we don't want to lose no, Burden. Let yeah, me I think, tell you, I think Phil will be leading the pitchforks. Yeah. But I, yeah, I thought if um, you're watching uh, Burdo, take what I, take the advice I've just given you. I think um I think what I liked uh, in the second half was we started to show a little bit better shape. And it wasn't just, oh, we scored and we got lucky. We attacked a lot better. Titans defended their, their lives out, but we didn't give up. And eventually we were eventually able to break through. And in fact, we scored four tries to the Titans three. Look, Titans, Titans were dreadful. I mean, I, you know what? Um, I'm not taking any credit away from you guys because you never gave up. I think they went ahead by eight points or something or mm-hmm. 10 points. And you guys just found a way to... Uh, 14, given, 14 nil at one point. Yeah, you guys found a way to keep coming back. Um, given the opportunity, you just took it with both hands. But, jeez, the, the Titans, um, they can capitulate. Um, they can give away stupid penalties, as we saw towards the end of the game. Some of those speed tackles, high shots. Yeah, they, they sort of got frustrated. And, I, and Honestly, if, I, you know, if I'm a coach and they're repeat offenders, sorry, but you're not even going to be my 17. I mean, if we're in a position to win the game and... Those players are going to do those sort of um, 
actions on the field, then why would I jeopardize a, a two points? Well, the problem is I, I think Titans struggle for depth. I think that's the one thing that um, is keeping some of the players uh, where they are is they are struggling for a little bit of depth. I think, um, yeah, I don't know what, what the solution is for the Titans, but I'll tell you what, if we, if we put two halves of good footy together as a team, I think the Bulldogs will give a lot of teams a run for their money. I thought in the second half, we played like we wanted to win. They're five and seven, right? Five and seven, They yeah. could have won probably an extra two or three games. Easily, so. easily. I mean, taking the, the injury crisis into account, taking the fact that we've had now eight, deb- eight new debutants, you know. That's good. That's going to that's gonna help you in the long run. Oh, massive, massive you know, depth gonna for us. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with um, probably not in the next few years. Um, but what I'm talking about is the next five to seven years you've got a core pl- core group of players. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, you guys should be a regular fixture in the finals to come for a, probably about five or seven years straight. I mean, it could be longer than that. It depends on who we uncover. Like, for example, um, if you look at we lost um, Josh Jackson over the over the summer. Right, he retired, and I thought there's no way we're going to be able to plug that hole. Like, it would oh, be very difficult. On. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hey, let me finish what I'm saying. <laughs> we uncover Preston. He's played every game this year. 44 tackles last game. 130. You know, I think it was like 24 runs for 130 meters. Um, he's everywhere when he where he needs to be. And all I'm saying is that Preston's played 12 games, and he's already looking like a seasoned campaigner. And and he's. He's the Bulldogs moving forward alongside the likes of Burden, Marnie, Oluwapu. I reckon Preston's already plugged that hole that Jackson left behind and more than plugged it. I reckon his first season's better than any of all the seasons that no, Jackson I, ever put look, together I, I know. in terms of creativity, in terms of attack. And, you know, if anything, maybe Jackson defended better, but fucking Preston's everywhere. His impacts, he's got a great offload. He runs great lines. He's, uh, you know, he's very zippy on the field. All right, uh, he's more of a threat than Jackson ever was. No, and, and Jackson I think, played ten years, but he was just. No, I think I think you're forgetting how good Jackson was for a very long period of time, and how bad the teams um, he was playing in were. Right? If you look at um, two, two grand final appearances. He did. He had two grand final appearances, but if you look at 2019, 2020, 2021, yeah. he was playing with really horrible teams. Our board was all over the place. We had, you know, three, four new coaches. I'm just saying, I'm of what I've seen, Preston's going to be a way better player on than coaches, Josh right? On coaches, I just want to make this comment about people saying that um, uh, Seraldo could be Barrett 2.0, and I made that I made that comment when I was a little bit frustrated. So I understand, but just to put into perspective, Seraldo's won five of twelve. As head coach. Isn't that what Barrett won in two years? Barrett won five out of 34. Yeah. 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 I don't know why. You know, you must really. Where's that voodoo doll you had on Barrett? <laughs> look, um, I, I think it's interesting um, that if you look at the numbers, Seraldo's already far and away sort of exceeding what we were hoping. And, and, and to be honest, like, if you look at even the games, a lot of the games we've lost, like, what the, the the first one to the Warriors was by two points, um, and and every game we have lost, even though we've played well below our, our our best, we've been in the game and we've had that grit and determination, and it's paying off for us against a, a game against like the, the game against the Titans, which, you know, we held up, we held on, held on, held on, and then when the opportunities came, you know, we had our our young guys Kiraz, Avrilo, Ockenbo take those opportunities and make them count, and I think it's it's um. It's really showing and telling of the team, and I think the more time we get with each other, and the more 
decisions are made around what the team's going to look like next year and the year after, we'll start to see even better results. But I've got, like, if we can start to refine some of that and start using the confidence we get out of winning these these tough games, we can start to build up and 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 um, win even more games. Can I ask? I know you want to build up um, any halves. You reckon you guys can entice from next year that are off contract before we get to other halfbacks? Because look, I know he's got a lot of forwards, and I'm sure Matt Lodge and Daniel Saifedi are, are somewhat becoming available on the market. But there is two positions that are glaring mm-hmm. that he's near to fill. Um, halfback or somewhere in the halves, you need someone that's a proven yep. season campaigner. Is there anyone that he's can take from next year that you reckon you can entice? I mean, do you reckon Ben Hunt? I don't think he'll go. I don't. I can't see him. I mean, yeah. With the, Look, with based, the, based on what I'm seeing from the selections that Soraldo's making, yeah. Burden and Olo Upper are the long-term halves combination. Mm-hmm. Right? You add Crichton in there at fullback. You add one more forward, potentially. Um, and you, you shuffle the team around. You, you add Bronson Sherry in there with 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 uh, with his blistering speed and size as a centre, right? Um, and I think you've got a good, good solid team there. Can I? But can I ask? I mean, I was bringing it up again. A lot of Car- Canterbury fans and a lot of football critics they argue that Burden is not a five eighth and should slot into the centres. Disagreed. Burden is very clearly. Not only is he a, 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 a good 5'8", yeah. not only is he 5'8", I think he's a good 5'8". And if you saw against the Titans where he was running the ball, right? He was running the ball. Um, it showed, and he's kicking game. He's running even even close to the line, repeat sets. So the, the argument that he's not a 5'8", I think is just from people who don't want to analyze that, Burden like, as a player. They like Burden. They just want to – they think they need an out-and-out Proven halfback. They, look, I I agree to an extent where I don't think Burden is a halfback, right? Whether whether Seraldo agrees and uh and, and thinks Burden could be what he's oh, I've always thought Braden Trindle from Cronulla is sitting in the wings at Cronulla. He's a he's a he'll be good for Canterbury. They, I reckon they offer him a bit of overs and and bring him. Um, look, another glaring uh, hole. He's got to put a I mean, there's another glaring hole in the in the team. A key position is the fullback. I know you're going to say Crichton to fullback. Mm-hmm. Can he do it though next year? I know he's got Perham, but does he, he's, he's lacks the creativity. Do I think Crichton can be our fullback? Should he be our fullback? Yeah. Yes. All right, and then we've got to wait for next. But this, they're like two positions. I think you guys really need to focus. I on. I agree with you no, because no. he's got a lot of stack of forwards. I just think that he's got that money. Instead of getting like Saifidi or a lodge into the team, go for a halfback. Well, I mean, other than Ben Hunt and maybe Braden Trindle, but even then, he signed on to twenty twenty five. So, realistically speaking, he'd want to he'd want to move if it's if for us to be able to get him. And look, he probably won't get a chance now that Nico's there. And, oh, and but then you look at Moylan, for example. Moylan is starting to get old, right? He's in his thirties now. How much longer do you think can he keep up? his intensity to match up with Nico and Brayden could potentially uh, slot in for the Sharks at six. I think that's probably one of the things that he's looking toward. Um, on the other hand, you know, I don't think the Bulldogs want to do that. I think the Bulldogs want to want to show faith in Oluapu and Burden with Marnie there. 
is that the solution? I'm at pains to say yes, but I do believe in Seraldo and what he's trying to do. Did you like Alawipe's hit on the weekend? I loved it. I loved it. What a hit. What a hit. It feels good when you've got a half that can put on smashing hits. He's, uh, I mean, look, to be honest, Kyle Flanagan was a good defender, but Oluwapu. He monstered him. He's only 19. Yeah, he's only yeah, going to yeah. get bigger. He's 18. So. Oh, sorry. Look, 18 <laughs> yeah. and he monstered someone like he was. Yeah. Uh, and Foran's not a, Foran's like a tough, tough guy. Like. Oh, I've seen Foran get leveled out so many times. Uh, nah. His running style. Nah. I I've think seen Sam Tagatizi lay was, him out. It was, and Sam, how big is Sam Tagatizi though, compared yeah. to Oluapu, for example? But what I thought, what I saw on the weekend from Oluapu is that he's starting. That was confident. Yeah, that was good. He's starting to show very, very small signs. And I think. Um, I think Seraldo sort of telling him, take your time. There's no need to rush. If we don't, you know, if we don't do spectacularly this year, that's okay. We're building, just, right? Just uh, on that, um, I know Omar brought it up on a podcast a few weeks ago. So if the dogs all of a sudden are out of finals contention, yeah. do you expect the board to go down to Seraldo and say, hey, we can't make the finals, blood the youngsters. We've got nothing to lose. It's only to help us in, see, in the se- next season and onwards. Well, my, my response to that is eight. There have been eight eight uh, new players, eight, eight debutants that are, you know, NRL debutants that have played for the Bulldogs this yeah. year. Eight. Does it hurt to blood a few more or give those eight debutants more game time? No, but what, what I'm saying is that the precedent there has been set that Seraldo is not afraid to blood juniors. And if Good. the time comes where we need to, Seraldo is absolutely going to do that. And, and here's the thing, right? Um, people were saying, last year were saying, Alamotti's incredible. He started Alamotti. Alamotti has had some poor performances, but he's backed him. Right, Jacob Preston. You can't expect them to have a good game every week. No, no. But yeah. but, but my point is that that uh, Seraldo is is picking and sticking and and trying to have faith in the juniors. Preston, he's stuck to him. He's getting better and better every week. I I don't think Preston's even had a bad game. Honestly, I, even when we're playing badly, Preston is the consistent one who who keeps trying and keeps trying and keeps trying. I, I watch him, and I, I've said it before. I watch Preston and think, yep, he's into his seventh th- season of first grade, his third season of rep footy, and then you re- you look and he's, he's played eleven or twelve games, and you think, what? Yeah, he's 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 um he's doing very well. I he's, think that bodes well for us. He's such an influence on the field. I can't believe it's his first season. And I think. I have to call out also the fact that Seraldo um, dropped Josh Reynolds um, from the bench and he brought oh, on Blake damn. Wilson. I was hoping it was the whole. Se- it was the seventeen, wasn't it? He wasn't in the seventeen at all. Yeah, exactly. He He's in Blake the se- he, um, Good. I hope he wipes himself out on the bye weekend, so we don't have to see see him anymore. That's horrible, bro. That's the pitchforks are going to come out no, now. That's again. horrible, bro. That you should, how can you wish injury on anyone? Honestly, I'm not wishing injury on anyone. I just don't want to see him in the seventeen again. No, no, I don't want to see him in the seventeen, but I don't hope for him wiping himself out or anything like that. Like, I I think that if 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 I'm honest with you, yeah, I think that you could even make an argument to bring someone like Cole Flanagan in at fourteen to either uh, play maybe as in a lock type position lock. or oh it's too small no no let me finish let me finish yeah, go on. right either in a lock type position or, or money can shift right and 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 Flanagan can come in there as a replacement on nine or even someone yeah that's it replacement number nine just to give him a rest 
for like probably two 10 minute stints yeah. and come back on. No, and and my and Flanagan's been doing really well at nine um in, in the lower grades. Um the other the other one that 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 seems to show good signs we could have have him potentially on the bench is Chris Patolo. So um someone asked Phil Gould on Twitter about how Chris has been doing. He's had a couple of really good games um in the lower grades. Uh, he was saying that he believes Seraldo probably wants to see two more good games from Chris Patolo and then potentially have him back on the bench. The Bulldogs have also offered Chris Patolo a one year extension on his oh, contract okay. for twenty twenty four. And and you know, he can be a forward that can come in and relieve some stress from the other forwards. Um I, I do before we go on, I have to mention this because it's 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 burning like burning me to say this. But I want to say in the second half, I don't know what Seraldo said or, or or what what he did, but Max King and Tavita Pengai Jr. came out and played like the houses were on fire. They came out and played like they wanted to own that Titans fold pack. And they and boy did they. I think they've put in great energy in every game they've played. But they, I felt like they were lacking in the first half. Yeah, they weren't yeah, running with they had the a same slow start. Yeah, but if you look at the way Tavita Pengai Junior came out and he ran, He's like, sh- like yeah. he had never run before. He ran with intent and with purpose. Now we're going to get to him being chosen for the Blues and congratulations, Fox and and TPJ on your selection for the Blues. But even before he got selected for the Blues, I thought that that his second half was was fantastic and Max King. I love Max King. He's quickly becoming one of my favorites because this guy plays with injury. He plays and carries the front row on he's his He's there back. every week. He's a non-stop. He's playing every week. He's incredible. He, he and, rocks up. And, you know, we had three successful captain's challenges, which I thought was was good, but funny because if we didn't have the captain's challenge, the dogs would have lost. Oh, that's good. Right? He's uh, using him. No, but I'm saying if we didn't team. have three, if we didn't have the captain's challenge, the Bulldogs lose. Oh, yeah. Which is for me, it's 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 really disappointing that it's coming to this, right? Referees need to be better. The bunker needs to be better. Like we can have a blow. I'm not going to blow about it. You it know is what? what it is now. I, I'll, tell what, I'll tell you why it's got into this because the NRL has now put the refs in two, three, ten minds. Yeah. So they don't know what a call is anymore. So you might end up seeing a, uh, each team getting two captains challenges, for example, because I'll blame it on the on the refs and the stakeholders. They've Sorry, not the refs. The NRL and the stakeholders, they've put the refs in 10 different minds. They don't know what a forward pass is anymore. They don't know what a knock-on is anymore. They don't know what a proper tackle is anymore because they seem to just say, oh, it's a hip drop all of a sudden. Uh, look, I think the NRL is trying to clarify things, um, but I don't know how good the lines of communication between, say, the NRL and the, re- and the refereeing team is, but... Something needs to, there needs to be better communication there on, for example, if the refs are struggling with certain calls consistently, it's like, okay, hey, can you guys clarify to us what, what the ruling is, right? Uh, NRL's behind all of that. They're, they're giving the refs directions, what they think is a call. What and directions? They just got their own agenda. And what they directions? Go by, what directions? Like, for example, they want to stamp out hip drops. But they can't even explain properly to the refs what a hip well, drop is. Well, they have. They put out a video. They put out an explainer, which is very, very clear. So, okay. Uh, aren't they in charge of the refs? But, but that's my point. So how why, did the NRL, how did the ref make that mistake on the weekend when not even two weeks ago, we we, we were sent a proper um, a video by the NRL saying, this is what a hip drop is. This is what, you know, this is what players should avoid, uh, you know, in the, in the refs. So who's the referee's boss? I don't know who it is. Is it Graham Annesley at the moment? Toss him out, sack him. I don't care if he's Tony Archer. I don't know if it's Tony Archer. I don't care if he's been a former first grade referee and a former politician. It's become farcical. Sack him. Clearly, he's not doing his job. 
But anyway, let, let's not get too bogged down. Um, I, you know, I do want to celebrate the Bulldogs' win against the Titans. I thought it was a great win. And you can see the happiness in Marnie's face after, you know, the Ox scored the try. Um, and, and to be honest, like, for me... It's a good feeling when you. I win. was still questioning how did you how did we come how did we do that how did we come back and win and to be honest for the last three years prior to this year we do not win that game I'm going to be very honest yeah. we don't win that game um, we lose that game handily because the heads go down but this time it didn't this time so I was like no we can still win this we're not out of it we know we can play better footy let's play better footy now. Yeah, uh, Mr. Positive in the side, the Fox. Oh, and, and doesn't he make a difference? Oh, man, he scores like, yeah. He's, I was just having heart palpitations because with social media these days and, um, you know, artificial photos and whatnot, you know, people were coming out with team announcements and, you know, I think there was a few that didn't have Fox in the side. Nah, it was just it's, false. And now I go, here we go, Fittler, another Fittler special, which he did come out with a few <laughs> special. special. <laughs> you know, apparently Jack Tru- yeah, we'll, we'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll unload on Fittler. Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, it, it was a good win, uh, and I want to see us play like that for eighty minutes. I think up until now, I don't think the Bulldogs have put together a complete eighty-minute performance. I'll be honest. No, we, no, no. Of course, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to disagree. If you look at the Manly and the Tigers games that we won, we were playing out of our skin, and then just we, went to sleep. It went to sleep. Uh, even the Cowboys game, the first half, we were very slow. Um, but we came back strong and then won it with that mir- miraculous field goal um, against the Cowboys. Uh, sorry, against the Titans. We only played really, if you think about it, for maybe 35 minutes, 35 to 40 minutes to really win. Um, During the Cowboys game, was your best performance this year? No, I, I still, that, th- I that still was th- bad conditions from memory. Yeah, it was, it was raining. I, I yeah. still think the Melbourne game was probably our best performance. Yeah, okay, yeah. You know what? They did have a good win. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do want to say that I think the Bulldogs missed the Fox more than anyone. And we're missing Kikau's defense. Who's your captain again? It's uh, unfilled, there's still unfilled captains, burden of money. Yeah, see, that's where I think, uh, see, everyone thinks it's the Fox. So I had to, I knew who it was, but I just wanted everyone yeah. to hear it. A lot of people actually think it's the Fox. Everyone looks at him as the leader. It's like the players look at him as a leader. So. He's a spiritual leader though, and, and he will always be that. Whether he should have the C on his arm, I don't know, but... I would, I would put him on Well, there. I mean, Toronto's made that choice, and uh, to be honest, I think it's it's... To put it on your, put it on the Ferrari, you know. I, I, I mean, it's 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 not it's not here nor there anymore. To be honest, I don't think it matters too much. People know the value that Fox has in the team, and, and honestly, I hope that Fox plays out the rest of his career at the Bulldogs. Um, th- there's something about him that uh, 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 is beyond just his ability to run fast and catch ball and defend well or whatever. He has an infectious. Um, energy but it's also the, the the speech and the talk that he does a lot more now if you look if you look out off the ball oh, he's always he talking he's always yeah. talking he's always you know marshalling the boys when we're on the line one more set one more set and he's the one that's doing that and i think it makes a big difference to our team uh my <clears throat> He scored a wonderful try on the weekend that I thought was, you know, Burden uh, makes a break. And I thought Perham did well to, to to back up there and, you know, offload the ball to, to Fox. Um, yeah, look, it was, it, was, it was a good second half performance. I hope, I hope Adokar has a long career. He's, he's, a, he's a pure athlete as they come. He's got it in his blood. His grandfather was a boxer. Um, I think he's got someone in his family that was a tennis player, I think. 
A natural born athlete. Yeah, he's just, and you see, he's just Sam. He's he's got the body of an athlete. He's got the mind of an athlete. He's such an mindset, asset to rugby yeah. league. Just overall, like to the Blues, to to the Australia. Fans love him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's uh, off the field. He's what you expect of an athlete. He's approachable. Um, he understands the fans come to the games. They get paid because of the fans. So he's very approachable, very likable. Um, yeah. Um. <clears throat> So I guess um, I guess ultimately we've got the Roosters after the bye, um, and the great thing for I heard Omar Lamanka was running scared after making that bet, especially after seeing the Roosters capitulate. Well, he, well, he's not here tonight. He's running scared. I think he's just worried about his wager now. He's not here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, Omar. I'm holding you to it, bro. <laughs> um, actually, before we go on to State of Origin, I do have to make one call out for a non-Bulldogs game. Yeah. Because they put a massive smile on my face. Which one was that one? Tigers, 66. Jeez. North Queensland Cowboys, 18. How good was Coruscant? You know what? Can I say, even in heavy losses and in like close games, he's been brilliant for the Tigers. He's a brilliant player. He's been brilliant for everything he's played for. The Rabbitohs, the Seagulls. Uh, yeah. the, the Panthers, Panthers and now the Tigers, but I want to I want to stress that it, this win was not off the back of Isaiah Papa, uh, Papali'i or Api Coruscant. Team effort. This win was a team effort, and Jareem Buller, <clears throat> since coming into the Tigers team, has made such a massive impact. Him and Junior Tupo and Stafford Tower and David Nofaluma since coming back, and David Klemmer. Right, they have made such a massive difference to this Tigers team. I think David Clemmer has been one of the most consistent forwards in the game, and I had him in my Blues team. Right, and seeing the injuries that you know um, that the Blues forwards had, right, I had him in my Blues team on the bench. He's he wouldn't look out of. I mean, he's been in Origin before, and he's making. He's a proven winner. He's, he's excellent. He's a great forward, but but that that win and and, and you know, um, I said five weeks ago that even though they lost that they had uh, turned the corner, right? I said this to a Tiger supporter friend of mine. So up here, if you're watching. Um, you're supporting the wrong team, mate. <laughs> That's what he wanted to tell you. Um, and I said they've turned the corner. And as a Tigers fan, he was still dejected, which I don't blame him for. But then over the last four weeks, they've won three games. And won by 66 to 18. They could not be stopped on the weekend. And, you know, it brings me a lot of joy. Uh, to have seen the Tigers play so well, especially for Brooks 200. I think that um, Brooks has had a really unfair go of it for a very long time from the media. He's He's been targeted. He's been attacked. He's been, um, you know, thrown from pillar to post. Um, and to see him come back over the last month and perform the way he has and the way the whole team has, I'm very, very happy for them. Do you think, he'll, do you think um, he'll ever play finals in his career? I mean, he's probably got a few more years left in him, three maybe. Do you think he'll make it there one day? Look, it's hard to say. It's his 12th season, I think, of first yeah, grade. I don't, Poor I, bloke. Yeah. It's hard to say. I don't I don't know. I mean, that's like saying, is Marnie going to play finals again? Oh, yeah. I've, I can see that happening. I've, I mean, do you from know what, what I mean? I've seen. But, but, yeah, it's one of those things where you say, I hope so, but it's... It's up in the air on how well their rebuild is going and 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 what Benji can do with that team. Because if you look at the way everything's going, I feel like Benji's taking more of a hands-on role at the moment than, say, Robbie. Um, and even Tim Sheens, I feel like even if you look at um, 
the way it is, you know, Tim Sheen's in the game's always sitting sort of behind Benji up the top with uh, Benji wearing the headphones and making the call. So, you know, uh, you got one of the greatest attackers of all time in Benji Marshall. You got Robbie Farah, one of the great defenders of his era, and then you got the old fox Tim Tim Sheens. I mean. He has been out of the game for a while, but there there is qualities he's got there that I mean, the only the one percent has got, such as Wayne Bennett has and Bellamy. Yeah, that he can pass on. They've turned it around. I hope they keep turning it around for their sake. I think the Tigers haven't played finals in what twelve Two, seasons. Uh, yeah, two thousand eleven, I think. So they'll be there twelfth or thirteenth season. Yeah, no. yeah. Um. So yeah, go go got on the Tigers now. Go the Tigers now, like a tiger now. <laughs> what we are all. Looking forward to in in one week's time, eight days. Oh, that KFC state buttons. of origin, just state of origin. <laughs> yeah. I cannot tell you how much I love that that first whistle, that kickoff for the first game of state of origin. Honestly, it's state of origin is on another level. It is by far the biggest rivalry in Australian sport, and if if this rivalry existed in any other sport. Right, in the intensity and the concentration that it has in Australia, it will be one of the biggest rivalries in the world. Right, I know there's El Clasico. I know that there's massive rivalries in different sports. I'm not. I'm not denying. I'm not saying this is bigger. But I'm saying if rugby league was a bigger sport, if we, even we were on the level of rugby, right, and there was a there was a, a rivalry as big as state of origin in rugby, not rugby league, but in rugby union, it would be one of the biggest, most. Uh, televised uh, uh, sports events in the world. I heard somebody's going to release a piglet on Adelaide Oval with the word Munster written on it. Yeah, Billy Slater, the coach. <laughs> no, I just heard some, you know, a throwback to what they did to Wally. <laughs> I want to ask you, well, how much do you think, how many HIAs do you think we'll get from this game? Because that's the intensity and the brutality they play out. It's inevitable we're going to have multiple HIAs. Look, I hope Ashley Klein, who is going to be the referee for the State of Origin, Let's the whistle, put the whistle down. No, look, I've got to point it out. They got to control the right. Sometimes Queensland just lay all over. Yeah, they the niggle, they overdo it. If the refs lose control, then Queensland's going to get away with murder. They play that style of footy. If he has to, I don't. He has to play his whistle. He's got to control. Uh, no, 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 look. I I'm not saying that I don't want him <clears throat> to control the ruck. I just not not just nitpicking. Like for example, I I, I think about the Tavita Pangai Junior. Right, so Tevita Pangai Junior, for those who aren't aware, was chosen as uh, a forward in the New South Wales Blues team. The He's the number eight. He's going to be starting alongside uh, alongside Payne Haas in the forwards. Right, uh, that's a that's a combo the dogs need. But yeah, anyway, back to Origin. Incredible, right? And and this is what the Broncos could have potentially had if Tevita was was it would have stayed at the Broncos. Um, do I think that Tevita is the best forward in the game? No, do I think he has the potential to be? Yes. Do I think he's going to do well in Origin? I think that the Origin Arena, if we go by past years and how they've been less likely to blow penalties and how they've been a little bit more lax, if I want to put use that term and instead of Origin, this is going to be the cauldron for Tavita Pangai Jr. If 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 you know, I think uh Freddie's got to be very smart with how he uses Tavita Pangai Jr. If Tavita Pangai Jr. is just going to go in there and be a a a meter eating front row, he's a blazer. He's a he's he's a he's a hot rod sort of. You've got to let him. He's got the offload. 
I just hope the players don't just stand there and watch. Yeah, you've got to let him, him. You got to let him do his thing, and you've got to. You got to. Your game plan has to be run off to Vita, run run off to Vita. You've got to. You've got to have the fox running off to Vita. You've got to have, uh, you know, Teddy running off to Vita. Teddy, Tom, Teddy's the man. Tommy Turbo. Yeah. Have Tommy Turbo. If if you can, like, if you link up, or even for example, think about it this way: if you can link up two of the most explosive players, Tavita Pengai Jr. and Latrell Mitchell. Right, if you can link them up, if you can get Tavita running on the sides, offloading to to Latrell, right? If, can you just imagine like how how hard it will be to defend that side? Can I um can I get to this? Uh, can we get to the team selection because there's a section of the New South Wales New South Wales fans, more like Canterbury fans, <laughs> that are actually not happy with a few of the team selections. They think think it wasn't justified. Who um, wasn't justified? All right, so we'll so, go through them. Yeah. Right. So we've got, and, and this is in position, right? This is in in for James Tedesco fullback. Yeah, Brian. We'll stop there. So a lot of a lot of uh, there's a good section of you know seeing a lot of our followers on the Kenawa Canterbury fans. Um, are not too impressed that Teddy got chosen at fullback. They start they're thinking that. His form hasn't warranted. He's in decline. Um, you know, I still think he deserves his spot. Um, I don't agree. I don't agree with I them. just think the, the way they got Latrell and Turbo in the centres, it probably works well in their favour. Then it frees up Teddy Moore. He didn't have that luxury last year. I know I know. I can see what you're saying. Um, but, yeah, share your thoughts. Uh, look, I, I'll be honest. I think... James Tedesco has done it for the Blues consistently and has been the reason we've won games on his own. Right. To say, oh, he shouldn't be fullback now, I think is not only not only unfair to him, but I think it would be quite stupid from a selection point of view and from a political point of view. Because if, if you were not to choose Teddy, who is the captain, who hasn't really um, given a reason for himself to be dropped just yet you would cause an uproar and you would cause unnecessary media focus and uh, and drama on the team that the team doesn't need. So you're in agreement he should be chosen. I, I was never not in, I I thought, right, that there may be an argument made. So I'm not I'm totally against people saying maybe you could have put Latrell. Or no. he, right? I'm yeah. not against that. No. But but I am 100% behind Freddie choosing him at fullback. I can understand the argument, but I don't think just yet they're warranted. That's I, my opinion. I just think the back line he's got and the forwards he's got, he's going to run more freely than we have seen I agree. in I agree. a few seasons. Um, in that second half against St. George, we saw – you know, honestly, he pulled that whole side back into the Absolutely. game. Absolutely, yeah. Um, that's the Teddy we know. Um, I just thought looking at team selections, uh, look, he probably has slowed down a little bit. I don't think his form's been bad at all. I think it's been harsh. In a really moments. poor Roosters team, he's been one of the, the best. Yeah, he's been he's one of the gonna best. He's going to be – I think he'll be effective um, – then we got our wingers, Brian Da'o and Ado Carr. Um, no qualms there. I mean, I would have broken some walls if Ado Carr didn't get chosen. Well, I mean, it was obvious that... Um, you can never say no to Brian Da'o in the, in the form uh, he's been uh, in the look, last three or four years. Brian Da'o is... is He makes... Uh, in origin, I think he's averaging like 280 metres a game. Or 250 metres. Like, Jeez. Th- th- they're numbers that n- not many people can put up, right? The thing about Josh Adokar, again, he brings that energy, that infectiousness. He loves the New South Wales team. He's made for that big games. He always performs when he needs to perform. And I think, you know, outside Tommy Turbo, you've got a very powerful uh, uh, centre with a very fast winger. You get the ball early to Tommy Turbo. Yep. 
right? You get the ball early to Tommy Turbo. If he can get the ball out to Josh at car quickly and effectively, you can see Josh with, I just see Josh at car getting a hat trick. Just on that, because he hit the jackpot. Um, Tommy Turbo, did you like his form on the weekend? <laughs> what a game. Like, you look at the difference uh, a manly side, uh, he makes to that manly side. When he plays on, he was quicker. He was, more, I thought he was, uh, he was quicker both physically and and psychologically. I felt he was reacting to, to things a lot better. Um, everyone, everyone in the manly manly side had felt buoyed by the fact that this was the turbo that they were waiting to see, which doesn't bode well for Manly in case he does get injured. But it's also this is the Tommy that we want to see, you know, smashing teams because he makes such a big difference. But I will say quickly, I thought Schuster had a. Very, very good game for the stop, for the Eagles. Very good. Very good game. Just uh, there's elements that think Turbo shouldn't have been in the origin side because they think for two and a half months he's been quite ordinary. Uh, honestly, all it takes is one game. That's the Turbo we know. How many bad games have you seen him play for the Blues? Uh, never. Honestly, how many bad games have you seen Absolutely him play never. for the Blues? Even in that game they lost to wrap it up 3-0. Yeah. He was immense in that game. Him and Latrell almost stole the game for New South Wales. That, that's what I mean. And he's never had a bad Do you game. Remember him in, in that Perth? He, they were in the navy blue jersey. He, didn't he score a hat trick? I think he scored four. Did he? Or was it? No, nah, no, I don't think it was four. Hat trick. Yeah, it was. Wow. What did they, How much did they beat him? Fifty-four. Yeah, or it was something? a ridiculous score. But that, that's my point, right? Like even with when we go back to that a made lo- Teddy look good. Remember when we go back to the whole Luai discussion as well, right? That's our next one, right? On so Luai <laughs> six. He was chosen. I had. I'll have him on my team. I don't think he's played bad at all. Man, people like people on 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 TikTok. So if you haven't subscribed to our Straight TikTok, away. we have the link in the description. People on Twitter as well are arguing the same thing. Twitter link uh, in the description. Make sure you like and subscribe while you're down there. People were saying, Loy, you know, he's not that great. Nico Hines is 10 times the player. Again, Nico Hines is a great player. I'm not denying Nico Hines is a great player. But Loy fits. Loy has the confidence, has the arrogance, has the talent, has the skill, has done it before, has won two grand finals in a row. And, and people were saying, oh, you know, Penrith are going to win those grand finals regardless of whether Loy was there or not. How can you just reduce everything that Luai has done in the game for the last four or five years to absolutely zero? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Luai is very effective on a side. You know, if he's not there, Cleary is not as effective. Still very effective, but, I mean, Luai is another weapon in the arsenal. Look, I agree with you 100%. Um, And so, you know, again, you go back to what has he done to deserve being dropped? That that's what you got to you have to think about. Like, do you, you know if you drop Loi for he, Hines, he never gives up. His head never he goes never down. ever he never and he's always and when he's happy and when he's going, you see the whole team is is going with him. The whole team wants him. to It's just it's the, he brings that energy that Josh Adokar brings, and you can't just drop them because you think someone else is better, right? Um, Spot on. Brings if, us to our next guy, which is Nathan Cleary. Uh, no qualms about him. <laughs> he, he's he, him he's and, Australian halfback. Him and Haas, the first chosen. Um, Haas, yep. Oh, although I was wait, eight is Tevita Pengai Junior. All right. right? Now uh, before you, be, before you get on there, I, I have to say, I I don't like. I'm on the Tevita train. I'm on the Tevita train. Choo choo. I'm all the way on with Tevita. Oh, I'm so happy to see. him. I want to see him ripping, tearing. That's the sort of players I want. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like it, this is a, le- a call from left field, but it, I think it's a good call. And this is one I actually back Freddie on. And he can put bruising hits on. He he will definitely annoy a lot of the forwards uh, for the Queensland. You know what? Uh, just to show you, t- Teddy. He might be still be smoking something. Somehow, still chose. Jake Trebojevic, who's softer than pancakes. Uh, only ones that will get upset about that comment is Manly fans. I don't frankly care what Manly f- fans think. 
Go screw yourselves. But Look, anyway. I, I I have to disagree with you there slightly. I think that Jake Trebojevic in the second row. He's gone soft. Look, Jake Trebojevic will give you 150%. He's an origin-style player. He's not the flashiest, but you need someone like him in Too the team. Soft. You need – look, hang on a second. If he's, if he's injured – if he's not injured, you have him starting second row in place of either Hudson Young or Tyson Frizzell. He's I don't care what anyone he's says. He's become Aaron Woods 2.0. No, no, soft. no. Calm down. Don't talk about Aaron Woods on the Bulldogs. Don't talk uh, about Jerbo. <laughs> don't talk about Jerbo. Yeah, for six weeks. Don't, honestly, Jake Trebojevic. Wasn't he on the Dragons books for like 10 years? Jake Trebojevic, uh, I think, if he was not injured, should be in the team. That's I'm my glad opinion. he's not there. We can not, defi- not wishing bad on him. I just, you know, I just... I think a lot of fans were actually relieved he wasn't injured in. Um, look, there. I'm happy to disagree with you on that. I'm happy to disagree with you on that, but I'm, I am, I am, uh, I am of the opinion that he should be in the team. In, in years gone by, he was great, but then I just seen him go soft. I think it's just those years of uh, rugby league. Okay, so Tavita Pangai Jr. is in place for the injured Jake Jopovic. Completely different players. Great choice, Fitler. Completely different players. All I want and and all I, w- I would hope from Freddie is that he lets Tavita play his natural game. Let Tavita go out there and just explode. Just don't get sent off. Don't get sent off, right? Don't get sent off. Don't throw punches, right? Don't hip drop tackle. Throw punches, just don't get sent off. <laughs> just go out there and 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 niggle and annoy all the Queenslanders. You know, do what you do. Do what you have to do to make sure that they they are annoyed at you and that, that they are scared every time you run at them. Uh, one thing I like about him is he's scared of no one. So if he's got 10 Queenslanders running at him, he's not going to backtrack like, no, ben, never. like ben Cray did. Oh, Do you remember that, remind he, me, I, that was the end of his career because <laughs> after that, nobody found him intimidating whatsoever. Cat. He was ineffective for St. George after that. Honestly, he must be one of the worst players to win a premiership ever. Him and Dean Young. Uh, I'm just going to say silent here. <laughs> <laughs> Dragons he, fans are not going to be happy. Neither is my no, wife. No, I don't think. I think the crickets were just replying for us. I mean, we had nothing to say. Um, then you've got Arpy at nine. He's the only nine that they've decided not no, to pick Cook. Nothing wrong with Arpy getting chosen. There. He's a phenomenal player. I just think with the pace of State of Origin, you needed two hookers. But I guess Fitler's gone with a. Well, I think Fitler's gone with a game plan. I think he has gone with the game plan. You're right. I mean, he's probably hoping Hines or m- might even move Hines into ha- maybe. Seven, yeah, six. He can. Six. Yeah, he can. He can. Maybe Luai will relieve Appy at nine for yeah, a bit. I think that could work. Luai is capable. He's a good defender. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. He's good out of dummy half. I've seen him before as well out of dummy. Oh, or, uh, to or be honest, he might just take Luai off and put Hines in. And expect Appy to play the whole eighty minutes. I Appy can do that whole eighty. You got look. You got Cam Murray as well, who's capable of playing nine. Yes. Yes. For. for I, I don't think you'd want Cam Murray to play nine though. I think he he he, he can come on and replace a Hudson Young or a Tyson Frizzell. He's, he, he's very quick. Forward, yeah. He's very quick, but I think Cam Murray's effectiveness will be reduced. And I just I, I can't get over just how great Cam Murray is every single Blues game. The guy is just honestly I never rated Matt Murray as highly, but just seeing what he's capable of. He's incredible, and yeah, but but we'll get to Did him. Do you like him when he plays for Souths? I enjoy watching Souths play. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I just hate the calls that they get. Then we've got Payne Haas at 10. No surprises there. Would have been one of the first chosen. I heard a rumor he was going to be in like number 17 or something. <laughs> that was from our podcast. <laughs> Hang on a second. A few years ago, wasn't he on the bench? He was very young, though. He was, what, 20, 19? I think he was on the bench for a few years, and he was choosing Regan Campbell-Gillard or other forwards ahead. Oh. Just thinking, what? I, actually, look, I'm, ho- I'm happy... Campbell Gillard's not in the team. I don't think Campbell Gillard is an origin player. You've got okay, so these are the funny decisions that were made. You've got Tyson Frizzell 
at 11 and then Hudson Young debuting at 12. He's been good for Newcastle this Hudson year. Hudson Young's amazing. I'm not upset that he's chosen. Uh, no, he I, has been good. I don't know. Was he a starter? I mean, he's a guy that can – I think he's got 14 tries last season. Yeah, that's right. How much is he on tries. this year? Is he on five or seven? He's on a, six, I think. Maybe He's already on a lot of tries this yeah, year yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. So He scores. Not up there like Menzies, but – He's, he's, a, he's a great player and he's very mobile. He's very active. Um, he's he's where you don't expect the second role to be. Um, so he, he can he's one that I think could definitely link up very, very it's well. A creative with creative second role, yeah, I've realised. He, he'll do very well alongside... Um, Just make sure you defend, mate. Alongside Tom Trebovic, Tom Trebovic and Josh Adokar. I think he, he's got a good passing game. So that could work. Then for you got Isaiah Yo. Isaiah Yo at 13. Who's captaining the side? Teddy. Teddy's the captain. Oh, they won't give it to Yo. No, okay. it's Teddy. Okay, how do you? Why would you change him from captain? Just think that a middle forward. I mean, a lock is up there in the line all the time, and I know Teddy's been there for years. Let him focus on his game at fullback. No, I think I think no, no problems there. I don't think you need to complicate things. If it's not broken, don't, don't try and fix it. Let's just leave it at that. It was broken last year. They lost the series. I, to be <laughs> honest, I think that was more that was more rotation and bench selections than it was the team. Yeah. Um, but but. We got Junior Bolo at fourteen. I'm glad he's on the bench because he gives you good impact. Just I, not a starter. I think that uh, I think that Freddie might might pull a fast one and start Bolo and, and put Pangai Junior on the bench. That's that's just my speculation. I don't know if that's going to happen, but that's my speculation. I just think the pace of Origin has gone on a bit too fast for Bolo. I reckon come on when the other team's a bit tired. He's a big man. He's got a offload on him. No, no, I agree. But also he's very good at absorbing that impact, making those tackles, running hard for the first 20 minutes. Then you bring Tavita yeah. Pangai Jr. on when the team's a little bit more fatigued and let him just run, run, oh, run, and offload. Starting. He's, he's better starting. I don't he's know. looked better for Canterbury since he's been a starter. His, his offload game has taken a bit of a nosedive since he started and played more of a prop role. Do you get me? No, he's got that in him. So he's, he he'll always he have does. that in his natural game. Then you've got Cameron Murray at 15. No surprises there. He'll get a lot of game time. He's too good not to. Liam Martin at 16. Yeah, anyway, go on. I think it's a good choice. I would have had Ola Kawatu. Or- oh, I agree. Look, I think I think Ola Kawatu... He, needs, he deserves a chance. Ola Kawatu definitely deserves a chance. He may still get it um, in in weeks two, yep, yep. In, in games two and three. And then Nico Hines at 17, which I think is, is a great choice. Yeah, I hope he has a blinder because I, I don't want him to be a one-hit wonder. Um, no, Nico Hines is too good for that. Trust me. Yeah, I, I don't want him to be lost to the Origin Arena. Look, the thing with Nico Hines is he can fill in at fullback. He can fill in at five wing, uh, sorry, center, wing center, six, seven. Anyway. He can even fill in that dummy half row if really yeah. needed. Um, Brad, a pinch. Honestly, at a pinch, you can throw him a lock. Like honestly, if you really wanted, I to. wouldn't put him in the forwards. Um, I just let him focus. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't. But I'm saying at a pinch, if you really needed to, and we were going through a, like a really bad game of injuries, you could. But he's he's got that. Uh, flexibility about him. You know, he used to play all different types of roles for Melbourne when he was there. So I'm happy that Nick Hahn's chosen. I think he's going to prove to everybody he's the real deal. I do believe he's the real deal. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm so happy for him that he's been chosen. He does love New South Wales. He hates Queensland. And anyone that loves New South Wales and hates Queensland and plays well should be on the team. Exactly. And I know that Tavita Penga Jr. did say that he loves Queensland, hates New South Wales, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know how he genuinely feels right now. He said he's, you know, he was young and he done made, some, you know, he was in Brisbane. He was, he was, you know, he thought he would never get chosen for New South Wales. Look, let it, I want to let his performance speak for itself. He's passionate now. Do you have any mates that are born in New South Wales, grew up in New South Plenty. Wales, 
and supported Queen and support Queensland. Plenty. So do you remember the psychologist we had on, uh, the provisional psychologist, oh, Tarek Ahmed? Those, yeah, he's one of those traders that is born in New South Wales but supports Queensland. Doesn't make any sense to me. If you live in New South Wales or born and raised in New South Wales and support Queensland, what are you doing? Take a good luck, hard look at yourself in the mirror because that's a joke. I've got a mate. His name's Hoos. Hope you're watching Hoos. He normally does. Born here, grew up here, somehow supports Brisbane and Queensland. That's just unforgivable, mate. I mean, these people need to get their eyes checked. Yeah. And, yeah. and they look. <laughs> <laughs> More than just their eyes checked. Um, actually, our good friend and, um, you know, co-host, Brandon, he's a Queensland supporter. I think it's just too many HIAs. Sorry, I, Brandon. I think, and that's probably why I didn't have him on the show today, because this is a New South Wales show. We are 100% New South You're Wales. You're in the bad corner, mate. You're in the naughty corner. Um, I, I do want to mention quickly, um, so number 18 is Stephen Crichton. Yeah. And number 19 is, is Stefano Utoi Kamanu. Oh, big boy. Uh, honestly, I love that. I think that um, Stefano Utoi Kamanu. Oh, no way. And uh, I think Utoi Kamanu and uh, Olakuatu were the two players that I've always said I, I wish we could have them at the Bulldogs. Couldn't find an, uh, anywhere for the uh, Saifiri twins or did they just evaporate? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure why the Saifiri twins didn't get a look in. Um, I thought the Saifedi Twins have been playing very, very well as props, and I thought they always did well for New South Wales. I'm sure that they'll get, they'll come into consideration. They'll get more opportunities. Yeah, you're right. They're still quite they're young, right. but I think you could have both of them in the team, and they wouldn't let you down. Oh, hands down. Honestly, I think you could have both of them in the team and not Solid let you down. Players, both of them. Um, but you, I mean, you can't. I, I personally couldn't look past Junior Bowler and Cameron Murray. You could probably argue that instead of Liam Martin, you you should have had another prop there. Yeah, or, or another hard-running, looking second row. Like maybe maybe an Olakuatu. Ola, I agree. Olakuatu. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Olakuatu. And, and even when quick. Manly wasn't playing well, Olakuatu was. He's been one of their standouts. Yeah, he's been one of their standouts. So um, I'm going to quickly run through the Queensland team. Um, Queenslander. The, uh, the, uh, the losing side this year. Um, Who remembers Billy Moore walking out saying <laughs> Queensland? Queenslander. I, I thought Queenslanders were all cooked. You know, after, I mean, I used to see Martin Bella, the old Canary uh, prop. He used to get bashed every year by the Chief growing up. You know, I just thought Queenslanders were our punching bags. And they cooked. are. They will be. Um, now that Tavita's there, he's, he's the... Bring back the biff. Bring back the biff. Um, so you got Reese Walsh at fullback, Selwyn Cobbo, Valentine Holmes, the two centres. Uh, sorry, uh, Selwyn Cobbo and uh, Mari Tuolangi, the two wingers. Then you've got Valentine Holmes and Hamaso Tabuai Fido in the centres. Um, I, I will say I'm a bit surprised that he went with Valentine Holmes over Dean, uh, Dane Gagai. You wouldn't have Valentine Holmes in the side? I would have Dane Gagai over him. Come on. If you look at the way... Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I, I don't really care about Queensland, so whoever they choose, they can get stuffed, right? Yeah, I, right I mean that. I'm with you there. Uh, so so just I'm just giving my, my unsolicited opinion. Screw your I mean, loyalty, I'm screw you. your I team. Don't I don't really care. Well, and, you know, Valentine Holmes is rubbish. What? Um, <laughs> this year's been rubbish. He, if you look at Stafford Toa, he, he, honestly, he made a mockery of Valentine Holmes oh. the whole game. But can I point out, so you would have Hammerside over... Val, yes. even though Val has been killing it year in, year out for Queensland and Australia. I think and if you don't have him in the centres, wouldn't you have him at wing or even fullback because he excels in those positions nah. as well? Man, Valentine Holmes, I guarantee you on Wednesday, not this Wednesday, the Wednesday coming, will be one of the best plays for Queensland that day. I, I actually think that... Um, I'll bet you three KFC buckets. I reckon that Latrell Mitchell and Brian Toto are going to defecate all over Valentine Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'll tell you what, Val will pop up and score a one or two. He always does. Look, I'm not saying he won't score. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I just, I think this year he's been quite bad. And again, I'm giving a New South Welshman's opinion on a Queensland side that but I genuinely dislike. Who's going to stop Latrell? No one does. Well, they, they, they're they hoping Valentine Holmes will. He's going to do a good job. I don't think so. I think Dengagai would have done a better job. But then uh, Dengagai... was a speed bump all those years. <clears> against <throat> anyway, Dengagai gets stuffed, the stupid Queenslander. Great, great Queensland stalwart, <clears throat> Dengagai. So. And then you've got um, the Piglet, Cameron Munster, and the Giraffe, Daily, Daily Cherry Evans in the six and Another the seven. freak. Choose their halves. Great, great halves. Scary, great halves. Scary. Amazing so players. Creative. Yeah. So creative. We've got to shut them down. I think if, if we want to win, we have to just... They can do it themselves. They don't need it. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, Cameron Munster in 2020 did do it himself. Even DC can do it himself. Yeah. He's got that great kicking game as well. Um, then you've got Thomas Flegler uh, at eight. Jeez. Good, good forward. He's a bull-looking front Good forward. Ben Hunt at nine. Yeah, they Starting. got Harry Grant on the bench for him. In yeah, Harry Grant's on yeah, the bench. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And then we've got Lindsay Collins at 10. Good front row appearing. Although New South Wales edge him, I think, in that stage. Yeah, I think New South Wales definitely edged them. Just because um, Lindsay's there. I would Sorry, have had, Lindsay. honestly, I would have had Tino starting. Look, I just wish he got suspended. Yeah, me too. Well, I don't really care. He's crap anyway. <sighs> then at 11, you've got Tom Gilbert. And then at 12, David Fafita makes a comeback to the Queensland team. Um, he could be very, very dangerous for I Queensland. I think they're lacking in the second row there. Sorry to say. Really? Yeah, Tom Gilbert. No. If he was going to be in the side, I thought, on the bench. Who would you have then in the second row over Tom Gilbert? I mean, put Tino in there. He can play second row lock as well. He used to play that for Melbourne. He's not out of position. He's he's one of your more slimmer front rowers. Mm. Tino would kill him there. He'd run more freely on the on the fringes. He's actually quick for a front Oh, well, who cares? Very they're, quick. they're crap anyway. Um, then you've got Patrick Garrigan at 13, who I think will be one of Queensland's best. I hope he has a shock. I hope they pull his hair. <laughs> He'll be one of he'll be one of Queensland's best. He, he's normally, he, you know, I've seen him play soft, so hopefully they show him up. And then the bench is Harry Grant, Tino, Ruben Cotter, and Jai Arrow. Good bench. I don't um, think it's Cotter's a great bench. had a poor season though by his standards. And I don't rate I don't rate Jai Arrow, but Jai then, Arrow can play any position in the fours, bar hooker, and put but you he's up. not a bullocking front rower. Oh, but he'll put you up three hundred meters a game. He's that sort of. I player. don't know. I don't know. Look, oh, who cares? I he's, hope he's an energizer. He doesn't stop going. I just wanted to ask. Well, I wanted to get your opinion on Reese Walsh over Ponga at fullback. Oh, look, his form's been spectacular. Um, Ponga has been slotting in at 5'8". He's had those injury... I mean, he had that concussion issues. He's had indifferent form. And then when he's played, he's played brilliant. I think Slater... Look, uh, I, I can't even criticise Slater. I mean, who's going to tell the Queenslanders how to choose their team besides the Daily Telegraph? I mean, that was hilarious. They're trying to tell Queensland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But look. Uh, I, New South Wales have a right to tell Queensland how to choose their team. Like, yeah, okay, I think, mate. I think uh, I personally still think that it should have been Ponga at fullback. Oh, Ponga is amazing. Look. Um, when has he ever let Queensland never. down? Never. He's been, even in losing sides. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's almost, almost broken. Yeah, 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 100%. I think he just needed a few more games just to get his head right, his mm. confidence back. I don't know. Uh, what, look, while she's still going to somehow pop up somewhere, I just say it doesn't. Ha- I just hope for his sake it doesn't have a disaster and increase his confidence. He's still a very young. Hey, look, I don't think I don't think he'll he'll lose his head. He's got Selwyn outside him. He's got you know Ham. Uh, uh, he's got Patrick Carrigan there. Who's who's uh, the who, other winger again? Uh, Murray Tualangi from the Xavier uh, Coast. From the yeah, which which is also surprising, but he's he freaks. But he hasn't had a great year at Mel- for Melbourne this he year. He came back after a yeah, long, he was injured. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he will have Sylvan there. We will have Patrick Carrigan there. You know, we'll have 
Flegler, you know, he's, he's, he's got a lot of people there, I think, that uh, will support him in the Queensland team that he plays with week in, week out. So it's not too bad. Um, I At this point, I'm willing to say that the Blues have a better bench than Queensland, but watch that come back and bite me in the ass. Um, Where's this game at? Uh, I believe this is in Adelaide, Adelaide Oval. Um, New South Wales has this the, the wood over Queensland in these neutral stadiums. It's an amazing stadium from what I hear. Yeah, so, you know, we do well against them at Perth, Adelaide, all these, you know. So I'm hoping this is another one that we can trounce them on and then we go to Queensland for the second game. Uh, actually, uh, hang on. Let me let me figure out. I don't know. What's your what's your prediction for this game, by the way? Uh, Blues by 13 plus. I've got New South Wales by eight. I think that as much as uh, Queensland bloody hell choose a good side, they've chosen a great side, Queensland. I'm still going to back my home state and say by New South Wales by eight, just by the fact that we got players like Latrell and Turbo in the side. Uh, we got Payne Haas, um, we got Appy Corusel, we got Tavita Pangai, and we got those sort of guys. Uh, and I think I haven't even named the pair of players, but yeah, just to give you how confident. Yeah, I'm so feeling. game two is in Suncorp. And then game three will oh, be geez. New South Wales. So it could be 2-0 by the time we get to Sydney. Yeah, jeez. but I, I think we will get Adelaide. We won't We won't get Suncorp, as usual. Oh, it'd be nice to, to it'd win be, it in It'd be Suncorp great to win in Suncorp. sweep it at home. Uh, it'll be amazing. I don't think, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I do think that we'll win game one. Um, I hope so. Can I say, I'm predicting that this will be one of the best series we've seen over the last 10 to 20 years. I hope so. I really hope so. I just think that the the teams are very evenly matched. How many uh, hip drops will the refs call? <laughs> too many. <laughs> if they call even one, I think it's too many for state. I of think the, I think the, I think the uh, the the fans will riot at the ground. Yeah, agreed. Um, Although they're AFL fans, they're clueless. Oh, I don't. I, this what this what's interesting. I think that there's a lot of support around Australia for the NRL and for rugby league. And I don't. They think did have a side once called Adelaide. Yeah, Rams. Adelaide, uh, we all remember the Adelaide Rams. I have a good friend who's a who's still an Adelaide Rams supporter, and uh, would love to see Adelaide Rams back in the NRL. Jeez. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I think this will be a good good series. We're, we're a very evenly matched team. I think um, we excel. New South Wales excels in some areas where I think Queensland excel in others. Um, oh, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm not. I think we'll. I think we'll, we'll. We'll give a good account of 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 the state. Um, who do I think is going to stand out? Uh, yep. In this game, in this series, I'm going to say from the Blues. I'm going to say Tavita Pangai Junior. I had to be a Canterbury player, and you, you, you forgot. I, you forgot your other one, Adokar. No, no, no. Adokar is going to do what Adokar does. Score tries. I think that. Tevita Pagano Jr. is going to add a new dimension to the Blues team. That's what I think will stand out. I think Hudson Young is going to have a great uh, debut. Who's your man of the match for game one? I'm going to say Luttrell. Ooh, I thought it was going to be Tevita. No, I'm going to say Luttrell. I'm going to say Ben Hunt. Just kidding. No, I'm going to say um, Payne Haas. You think Payne Haas will stand out? Yeah, he'll be my man of the match for game one. I reckon he's, on, gonna, he's probably going to run 350 metres this game and make 70 Score tackles. Two tries, um, three try assists, four line breaks. <laughs> um, for Queensland? Paul um, Thomas Flegler in hospital. For Queensland, I think Patrick Carrigan is going to stand stand out for them. I think he's going to do a oh, great job. I just job. hope they pull his hair from the first minute. Tavita Pitt pulls it for him and he just goes missing the whole game. And I think, I think man of the series for Queensland. Man Better of not the be Carrigan. It will be, I think it's going to be Ben Hunt. 
You don't think it'll be Cam Munster? This is where he thrives. No. I think Ben Hunt is – I think this will be Swan Song series. What about um, – so who's New South Wales man of the series going to be? Latrell? Trell Mitt? Mm, man of the series? I think man of the series. You know, I'm, I think he might be bang on the buck with Latrell. He wasn't there last year. He must be raring to go. Yeah. I, I, like, I just think – We missed him last year. I just think that Val Holmes is going to be nothing more than a speed bump in Latrell's way. He's going to have his footprints on his head. Yeah, especially if you look at the way Luai plays – Right. If you look at the way Luai plays, if he can do with Latrell what he does with, um, with what he does with Isaac Tango and um, and what he's doing with Peachy at the moment with their centers, where he runs around, gets that that he gets around his opposite number, and then he can offload quickly, right? Especially with the likes of Hudson Young or, or Frizzell uh, playing, if he can get those quick offloads, I think Latrell will have a field day. Latrell, an absolute field Latrell's going to be on the left side, eh? Uh, yeah, yeah he'll, he'll, no, I think Latrell's going to be on the right. No, he's on the left because I've realised Turbo kills it on the right when he wraps. Yeah, he will. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Jeez, imagine Cody Walker was playing straight to the left side. Yeah, but but, but I mean that's what Luai can do. Does it well. You're yeah, right. Luai does yeah. it well. Luai does it well. So you know, I think Latrell have a great series. I I think that um, I think player of the of the of the series, I think could be Cleary. The halfback, easiest choice, I find. Uh, it's, uh, I, it, the I, quarterback I, of the NFL. I was going to say, honestly, I was going to say someone like a Payne Haas because I think he's going to run like a 1,000 metres this I series. So. But, but do you know why I think Cleary is going to do it? Because I think Cleary, while he's proven himself, I think at this arena, I still want, I think he wants the best DCE and Munster. I think that's what his goal is. He wants to be better than them. And he's matured a lot this year. And I feel you can see that in his game. He's just so clutch. Um, but I, I just hope our forwards don't go missing. I don't think our forwards go missing. Paul Cleary and Luai will get all the um, they'll get all the criticism. Although you got a few ex, you got a few extra forwards in the backs and Latrell and Thal. So, but I mean, if you look at who he's chosen, uh, you know, Tavita Pangai Jr. needs to prove himself, right? Hudson Young is debuting, so he'll want to prove himself. Um, you know what you get with Payne Haas, and then Tyson Frizzell hasn't played there for three years. He never he, played badly, so he'll give another. That's good what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So all I'm saying is our forwards are primed. Liam Martin, I think he's a great second row, great impact player. Cameron Murray is amazing. Bowler, amazing. I, 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 I don't worry about our forwards. I think we're always good when it comes to the forwards. Um, I just want us to um, take advantage of the go forward that the forwards provide. Yeah, that's good. Um, I reckon Blues two one. Okay, I'm going to go New South Wales 3-0. Let's knock them over at Suncorp as Let's well. Let's get the sweep. Come on, the Blues. Um, I'm very, very excited. Um, look out for us on Twitter, on Facebook, on TikTok, on Insta. Uh, I'll be sharing updates and uh, 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 by-the-minute updates on the game uh, when I by lose my head. of his uh, KFC bucket <laughs> evaporating quickly. With, with, with fatty, fatty KFC fingers typing tweets and Facebook updates. Uh, just sh- sh- sharing um, sharing I, thoughts and emotions say- on the game. What do you what do you what do you recommend for the Bulldogs players to do on their weekend off? Go up to Bali or or do they go to Fiji or or, or I think um, didn't Newcastle win when they got back? Uh, look, to be honest, one of the one of the one of the things that we've I think that hurt us is we have we've had this buy really late. If we had this buy earlier in the year, I think it would have given our time. It would have given our players yeah some time to recuperate. Oh, just on that. So who's coming back soon for your side? I think there's a few back in we, round 16. We mentioned Chris Patolo. Oh, okay. Um, Luke Thompson. Is he 16 or round 20? No. So it, it's indefinite at the moment. 
Uh, yeah, so Gould What about kick out? 23. What? Round 23? It's a pick injury. They're usually, you know, four or five months. So What a blow. That's a double yeah, it's blow. it's a massive, massive blow. Um, but we're slowly but surely getting getting everybody back. Um, you know, Burns Burns is 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 scheduled to come back round I think seventeen or eighteen. Um, I'd love to see him back in the team. Um, but uh, you know, I think this buy has now we've won before the buy. We have two weeks now to recuperate. I think Kiraz hasn't been playing at hundred percent. This time off will give him time to um, re-energize and hopefully do some more rehab. I think Max King also been playing with some injuries. This will help him, um, re- you know, recuperate. Avarillo also maybe. So this buy has now come at a good time. We get the Roosters um, immediately after Origin, which I think is a good thing. Uh, it gives us a chance to sort of um, prove what we can do. Uh, and win that game, and I can keep my podcast. <laughs> I wonder what Omar would remodel here. I wonder what sort of features we. Uh, well, he's not here today, so it doesn't matter what he red, thinks. White and blue, former sides. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so, look, I think the buy is coming at, at a good time for the Bulldogs. I do hope that they um, can do some some good recovery over the the, the, the the buy and come back stronger than ever. And I, and I hope that they can continue to use the confidence they've got out of that win to, to propel us forward. Because if you look at it now, we get two points for the buy. If we can win against the Roosters, then we'll have, um, I think it's, I'm not, I forget who it was, but we have the Roosters. Um, uh, you guys play the West Tigers again? We do. I just mm. don't know when it is. You just play the Dragons again? Give me a sec. Try, trying to count the wins for you guys. Um. So we'll have we'll have the Roosters, then the week after that, um, the Penny Panthers. Hang on, give me a sec. No, the, it'll be the Roosters. Then we will have. Uh, it will be oh the Eels. Yes, that's right. So we have the Eels then on a Ooh, on Monday on a public match. holiday. Here on, we go. Grudge I'll, match. I would love. I would love to see us get one over the Eels after the way we lost to them. Where's that game at? At Uh, West or Combank, whatever they call it? uh, Ackle. Ackle, so it's your home game. Dog's home game. Good crowd coming in. Yeah, and then after that, we'll have the Sharks on a Sunday at 4 p.m. So if we can get... Could be three losses on the trot. Could be... (laughs) Could be two out of three wins. I don't know if we'll get. Or it three could be out of a three. buy plus three wins for eight points. I mean, if we can top get top eight bound. I mean, if we get the next three wins after the buy, we're definitely in the top eight. Oh yeah. And I don't think we're too far off. The, the, let me let me just put it out there. I don't think we're too far off. I'll tell you what. If you get those three in a row, and you got player, you get you get you, um Thompson returning, and pray that kicker comes back early. Could be in the business end of the season. He's hoping. It is it is long odds, but we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. Uh, once again, uh, we sort of arrived at the end of the podcast. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for State of Origin. Um, we will be uh, doing a, a, a podcast next week uh, before State of Origin. Uh, our release schedule might be a little bit different because there will be State of Origin uh, on the Wednesday night. So obviously we're going to be watching State of Origin. You're going to be watching State of Origin. So we, we'll keep you guys up to date again. Uh, subscribe to our Facebook, Twitter, Insta, TikTok, everything that you can, and to our YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube to um, stay up to date with all of our uh, releases. Uh, I'd love to thank Dibbo for participating again. Always, always love the banter. I love the chat. Um, thank you to everybody that um, that watches the podcast, listens to the podcast, and engages with us. If you have a message, if you have anything to say about the podcast, please, 
please leave it below. Make sure you like and subscribe the video. Uh, and we've got plenty more uh, coming up. We do have many, many very, very exciting guests. We can't reveal who they are, but I guarantee you they are coming. Uh, it just takes time to build um, a lot of the systems around podcasts, a lot of the getting, you know, building, uh, normalizing the way we produce our podcast and then bringing guests on also takes time and takes a lot of scheduling to ensure it works with us and it works with the guests. But we have some exciting people coming on. Um, be sure to like, subscribe for all of that. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Big ups. Thank you very much.